Hey guys, how's it going? Hope you all are having a wonderful day, and welcome back to our podcast named Mental Health Burrito, where we deconstruct the complex ingredients of mental health through a combination of our own personal experiences as well as research. For our second episode, we will be talking about antidepressants. So basically, um, with antidepressants, um, antidepressants are a biological treatment of you know, mood disorders and other mental health disorders. And it is based on the medical model, which pretty much, which pretty much states that, you know, mental disorders are caused by biological factors, you know, things like evolution, genetics, and um, hormonal deficiencies and overproductions in the brain, just brain chemistry in general. Um, And that's where antidepressants come in. But it's also important to note that a more modern model is the biopsychosocial model, which emphasizes that mental illnesses can come from lots of different factors, not just biological ones. Um, psychological factors like stress and trauma, and as well as um, sociocultural factors, um, which you can learn more about in our first episode, uh, very much, <laughs> which is very much covered in the first one, uh, the tortilla. Go check out our first episode. <laughs> And um, as well as biological factors. So while today we're talking about antidepressants and more the medical perspective, the medical model and biological perspective, um, there's lots of different factors that go into uh, disorders and mental illness. Um, so as far as antidepressants go, the first there's lots of different kinds of antidepressants, but the first one that we want to talk about is something called SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um, which essentially, these are antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines that um, block the reuptake of serotonin neurotransmitters in your brain. So like basically increasing your serotonin production, which is supposed to increase your mood. Um, And there are multiple kinds of even just SSRIs, to name a few. There's Lexapro, there's Prozac, there's Zoloft, and there's many more. But at least for our discussion, we think we're going to focus more on just a couple of the ones that we have more experience with. Yeah, because um, Zach has been on lots more antidepressants than I've been. I've only I've only taken Lexapro before. Lexapro, like Zach just said, is you know it's an SSRI, um, and it's really it's pretty common, especially in our age group. So young adults, teenagers, it's pretty commonly pres- prescribed because it has such high ratings, like efficacy ratings, um, even though. It's not, for me, I actually had quite a bit of success with Lexapro. I was on it for about two years, um, and I stopped taking it last summer because you're not supposed to be on it for a very long period of time. But um, for me, it was very beneficial, um, and it was the first one I tried, and it was the last one I've had to try since, um, except um, I almost just did start up another one. I was going to start up Zoloft, um, but I don't think Zach's taken that one. Zach has also taken Lexapro. Um, what was your experience with that? Yeah, uh, I also have taken Lexapro. It's interesting, um, my ex- my experience with Lexapro is that it had little to no effect on me, and I oh. had to take um, different medicines after that. But it just goes to show that there are, for each different, for different people, the same medicine can have vastly different effects. You know, Delaney and I kind of can, you and I can kind of prove that. Um, as we had, you know, different experiences with Lexapro, for me, it wasn't 
it really didn't do much. Um, but after that, I did go on to try Prozac, which was which is another antidepressant or and an SSRI. Um, and I found more success with that one. There was a bit of an issue where for the first couple months after I started taking it, I couldn't really sleep well. But that was also due to other factors. And overall, I noticed more of a benefit from taking Prozac than I did with Lexapro. Um, and But eventually, I decided to go off that one as well. And more recently, for the past couple months, I've been on Trintilix, which is another antidepressant. Unlike the first two, um, it is more designed for adults. So um, only more recently have I been, I guess, kind of eligible to take it, or at least it's more recommended right. for my age group. Um, and this one I think has, has, I've seen more benefits with. I've seen just overall feeling better um, than I felt on the other two SSRIs that I tried. Right. Yeah, and that's, um, we found a study from 2006, um, which basically studied um, a group of people who were taking Lex who were assigned to take Lexapro, some who were assigned to take a variety of other SSRIs, and they overall found, they could conclude that Lexapro was overall more effective than most other SSRIs. And they couldn't compare that to any individual SSRI because they tested a wide variety of them. But I think that's really interesting that, you know, my experience with it lines up with that study, but Zach's doesn't at all whatsoever. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's important to take that information into mind, which is that even though it was found to be much more successful than you know, other, like, it was, it was found to be more, more effective than lots of other SSRIs. That's definitely not true for every person. Um, and that's just among SSRIs. That's not even including all the other different forms of antidepressants that are out there. Um, Zach has taken, how many different antidepressants have you taken before? I, over the last couple of years, I have taken seven antidepressants and nine like, I guess, med medicines for my, my disorders in, in total. So, like, that's two that aren't antidepressants. Yes. Right, okay. Um, and only three of those were SSRIs, I think you told me. That's correct. Um, and that's Lexapro, Prozac, and the one that you're on now, the... Trintilix. Trintilix, right. Um, have you found that there's, uh, has, there's been a significant difference between you taking SSRIs and you taking not SSRIs? Like, have you found that there's like a difference in just experience, like what, how it affects your emotions and your mood and also just which one was more effective. Um, yeah. So I think that with the SSRIs, um, obviously on the three that I've on, I've had varying degrees of success, but I'd say, um, not that, not necessarily calm, but they kind of, um, I guess tone it down, um, to some extent, especially with the SSRIs with some of the medicine, other medicines I tried, it wasn't as much the case. Uh, one that stuck out to me was Wellbutrin. I was on Wellbutrin for literally only a couple of days because when I did try it for that, like that weekend, those four or five days, my anxiety, especially like the physical symptoms of my anxiety spiked and it's rarely ever been that bad. So for me, Wellbutrin was not the way to go. Um, but that's to say, Wellbutrin can also be a treatment for anxiety in other people. So obviously my experiences are not reflective of how it is for everyone. Um, some can actually use it to treat their anxiety, which again, is, I think is kind of ironic, but <laughs> just whatever works for people. 
Right, yeah. Um, wait, did you say that you took the Wellbutrin while you were on another one? Or, like, were you stacking it, or...? Yes, so, um, this happened... I, I was on Wellbutrin for, for those few days, a couple months ago. And, um, this was wh while I was also on lithium carbonate and propranolol, which would be the two medicines that weren't antidepressants. And I've been on lithium carbonate and propranolol um, for 10, 9, 10 months now. Um, lithium carbonate is a um, mood stabilizer and on its own is often used to treat um, bipolar disorder, but it is also used sometimes in conjunction with more traditional antidepressants for like clinical depression, depression and like major depressive disorder and that kind of thing. And then um, propranolol is a um, blood pressure stabilizer, a beta blocker, and the purpose of taking that, that medicine can be used to, for, to, for, uh, to treat a lot of different things. Um, but for me, I was prescribed propranolol to help treat the physical symptoms of anxiety. And so kind of like I was saying, um, I was on this w while I was on Wellbutrin, so it just goes to show how much um, I was affected by Wellbutrin. Right, and so that's, that's actually interesting because I didn't know you'd stack those. And I we did some research on other people's experiences with Wellbutrin specifically, and mostly we found that people were prescribed Wellbutrin after they had been on Lexapro for a while. And I can I wasn't prescribed Wellbutrin, but for what they were saying their experiences were with Lexapro, before the Wellbutrin, I can 100% agree with. While it is very effective, it can very drastically lower your motivation. Um, and while Lexapro, while I'd say that the benefits definitely outweighed the cost for me, um, I definitely stopped caring about school altogether. <laughs> Um, which was nice because I, it used to be the other way around, right? Like just so much anxiety and stress about everything, but then you just, it almost goes too far. Like you just don't really care anymore. But what we read about other people's experiences was they reported this to their psychiatrist, um, and their psychiatrist would prescribe them Wellbutrin, which would kind of be the perfect combination for them because it adds that motivation into the mix. It, some people said that it was like lighting a spark, like in, like what had previously been pretty numb and dull. Um, which was the reason why I actually stopped taking Lexapro because it was before my senior year and, you know, I had all summer to kind of take the time to get off of it because take, going off of it, antidepressants could be pretty difficult. You can experience withdrawal. Um, it can really rush back all of that stress and emotion that was kind of deprived of you for the time that you were on antidepressants. And I say deprived, that's a negative word. I don't really mean it that way. Right, yeah. um, I guess I mean it more like you know, limited a little bit just because, um, you know, it was so overwhelming without the Lexapro. But, um, so going off of it and I wanted to increase my motivation. The reason for me stopping it is because I wanted to get back some of the things that Lexapro, you know, kind of held back from me. Um, and I'd never actually heard of Wellbutrin before, but looking into it, it seems like that was a really big aspect in some people's, um, like taking of Lexapro, like it, it really helped their motivation. Um, and I'm not really sure. Oh, oh, I actually do know what Wellbutrin is. I'm pretty sure it's a dopamine and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. So instead of yeah. serotonin, it increases your dopamine and norepinephrine, which, which can also play a really big role in your mood. Yeah. Um, and so it's a completely different type of medicine. 
and nobody's really entirely sure how these medicines do work. We just know that that's the purpose of them. Um, but overall, the combination of those two things seems to play out well for some people. Not not so much for Zach. Yeah. But it is interesting to note that you weren't on Lexapro when you were taking that. You were on a different form of medicine. So. Yeah, and it's also, um, Delaney, you were kind of talking about how um, we a lot of us don't really know. Well, they kind of know. Um, how these medicines work but especially for like psychiatrists there's no way for them to like diagnose someone as having a serotonin deficiency or something like that so unfortunately um to some degree it is guesswork with the medicines that you're taking and obviously you know, psychiatrists are trained professionals based on your experiences one medicine that can usually kind of guide them and say like oh maybe this specific medicine will work for you next it's it's not purely guesswork for them but also they don't um, exclusively know what's going to work for you um and so that's part of why um the experiences of taking a medicine can differ drastically among people because um the causes of their disorders are obviously unique to each person and there's no way exactly to tell what those are um so it is a bit of guesswork finding out um which type of medicine will work for you and also even within that kind of like we were saying earlier i tried multiple ssris which have the same main function but have had different degrees of success with each drug so um there's a lot of variability within that yeah um just with like, um, you know, taking that—that's that—that that is kind of thing. I got very lucky. Well, I guess not entirely because Lexapro is a pretty safe bet for kids of our age group, is what new research is finding. Um, but I was pretty lucky to succeed with my first try um, with an antidepressant. I didn't have to take Lexapro. Realized it didn't work for me. Go off it and try a bunch of different stuff. Um, Zach had had the opposite experience. He's tried a bunch of different antidepressants, um, because, you know, he, they didn't get it right off the bat. Like, they've had to try a bunch of different things, and not knowing, like, and the lack of understanding that we have so far of truly what antidepressants do to your brain chemistry definitely contributes to, um, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, which, you know, while antidepressants definitely aren't 100% effective, and some people may never really click with a with an antidepressant or even a combination of stacked antidepressants. Um, there's definitely lots of options out there, as that can attest to. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, SSRIs, while they're the most common ones, they're certainly not the only ones. Um, they're just pretty common for our age group, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of psychiatrists talk at like their first instinct, at least with our age group, um, kind of goes to the SSRIs, and then from there, if need be, as not this is not the case from all, from all people, then they may go to different classes of antidepressants. Um, but one thing I think you were talking about a little earlier, Delaney, and I, me as well, but especially you, um, was kind of the side effects of antidepressants. Um, you were talking about the people who were taking Lexapro, and then when they tried Wellbutrin, they kind of found that spark. But before that, they were very unmotivated constantly. Um, and that's the thing, is certain, is, you know, different antidepressants have different side effects for Lexapro. Um, it's, it's, you feel unmotivated, usually. Yeah, pretty sometimes. commonly. And yeah, we're, we're pretty, we are very much generalizing based right. on our own personal experience and some research that we've done. 
um, experiences definitely can vary with pretty much everything that we're talking about. But yes, yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, so definitely thank you for that. It's a good point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's, you feel nothing when you are depressed and then it's kind of like a different numbing when you're Lexapro and other medicines can also, um, lead to physical side effects sometimes like, um, headaches and nausea and, those can also be, you know, dealt with and mitigated through other treatments outside of antidepressants, um, but it certainly isn't always that simple. In fact, it usually isn't. Um, that's just something to be aware of and consider for anyone who may be considering antidepressant to look at this drug in its entirety, um, why you may or may not be taking it, and what the side effects of that could be. Yeah, definitely um, side, of, side effects are a big part of it. Um, I was not immune to some of the physical, the more physical, um, side effects that Lexapro has. I, I've always had problems with nausea and digestive issues, but I definitely was more prone to being nausea and dizzy when I was on it. And I only noticed that after the first few weeks and it did get better after a while of taking it and, you know, it was worth it to me, um, because I felt so much better when I was on it. Um, and also what you said that you, um, got better after a while and you only felt the nausea for a couple weeks, I think it's important to mention that, um, for your average antidepressant, it's probably at least four weeks, um, sometimes even longer, sometimes sooner, especially if you're already on a medicine, sometimes that make it quicker, but for your, on average, I would say it's usually a couple weeks to even feel anything. Well, um, that's before you start to notice the benefits, right, really. Right, yeah. You can feel like physiological side effects pretty early on with antidepressants with some of them at least that's what my psychiatrist warned me about especially when I was just about to go on Zoloft but decided not to because of that actually um just because it's kind of a bad time to start something like that um you know with the fact that side effects can come on relatively early compared to the benefits um and that's also why and and you know at at that point when I did reject the Zoloft, um, the replacement for that and it and <laughs> I guess replacement isn't the best word, um, because alternative. Yes, alternative, but also um, in some cases not because I was probably going to do this as well, even if I did take the Zoloft, but therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, you know, lots of different methods of therapy that could have been explored as well. Um, but therapy, which stems from more of a psychodynamic approach rather than the medical approach solely, um, because, of course, there are other factors contributing to mental illness than just biological factors, like, like I said in the beginning. Um, and, you know, not taking Zoloft, but knowing that there were other options was really important because without that other option of therapy, which I have just started... Um, I probably would have decided to go on Zoloft, even though there are some side effects that I would rather avoid. Right. And, you know, as Delaney's saying, kind of going back to what you mentioned, Delaney, um, in kind of earlier in the podcast about the biopsychosocial model, um, according to that, um, antidepressants are definitely a, a good way to kind of address the biological aspect of that, but they are not necessarily to be used in a vacuum. In fact, they're probably better if you don't. They can be um, kind of added on to through methods such as cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavior, behavioral therapy, or one of many other treatments 
Um, so obviously, you know, antidepressants kind of tackle one of those aspects of the entire model, but it is also helpful to supplement them with um, other treatments as well. Yeah, and that's something I, I definitely had to grasp after first beginning Lexapro, you know, like that you really do have to understand that this isn't a solve all, that there are other reasons for why, and Lexapro is, you know, typically um, typically prescribed to teenagers because it's widely used for generalized anxiety disorder, um, which is very common among young adults. Um, so for your anxiety, it's, it's probably stemming from an environmental factor or a sociocultural factor, and that doesn't go away when you start taking an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medicine. It can help you cope with it, and it can help you develop new ways of dealing with it. Like, it was very difficult. It can be very difficult when you're not on medicine and you really need to be on medicine to deal with, you know, the factors that are causing um, the issue. So it's, in my head, I thought of it more as kind of a supplement to, like, help me deal with those things um, rather than, like, a solution to those things. Um, because without Lexapro, it would have been much more difficult for me to um, actually actually even understand like you know the reasons like things that my anxiety could be stemming from and just how deeply that anxiety ran and how much it affected my daily life you know yeah yeah absolutely I think that's a good point you make about how it, these are very much not a cure kind of like I think we have both discussed um, earlier in the podcast not only just the side effects of these kinds of drugs but also how um, it's some sometimes not always but sometimes kind of a hit or miss for figuring out which one would best work for a certain individual. Um, so they certainly are not cures, but they also certainly can help, which is important to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I benefited a lot from Lexapro. Zach did not at all whatsoever, but after some arduous exploration of other um, <laughs> options... Um, he has seemed to find something that um, helps him. And that's a whole other <laughs> topic, which is stacking antidepressants. I've never experienced that. Zach has definitely experienced that, which is stacking antidepressants is pretty much just taking a few different forms of antidepressants, or even not, like um, the lithium carbonate you mentioned, which isn't an antidepressant, it's a mood stabilizer that you mm -hmm. can use to supplement another um, medicine. And... Um, that's been very effective for some people, just like with the, um, what's the word, the one that starts with the W? Uh, Wilbutrin. <laughs> Wilbutrin, supplementing Lexapro to kind of balance out the negative effects of that. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that pretty much covers our episode today. Um, oh, oh, we almost forgot. We added cover art to our podcast Via the one, the only, Whitney Riley. Our, Thank you, Whitney. Our dear friend, Whitney Riley, and one of our only listeners on this podcast. So thank you, Whitney. Uh, we definitely, love you. We love you. We, you've added so much to our podcast. Uh, so definitely go check out that cover art to all 100 million thousand <laughs> listeners out there. If you round up, we're somewhere If you round there. up, we're somewhere around there hard to put a specific number on it just because yeah. there's so many yeah yeah absolutely. yeah 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 yeah. 
Um, so, anyways, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Tune into our next episode. Uh, we don't really know what the topic is yet, but we will figure it out. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. All right.